date of recording, the 13th of May, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedant Akari. For today's episode, we're talking about the 2023 WGA strike. And my guest for today is Ms. Leah Edinger. Hey, Leah, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, thank you. It's so great to be back. It's It's been a little bit. So how are you doing? Uh, good. I'm just home for uh, Mother's Day this weekend. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. That's very nice to hear. I'm uh I'm trying to get through this strike right now, which is uh, what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm excited to speak about it. Me too. It's just this huge thing that's impacting pretty much every sector of entertainment right now. Yeah, a lot of the production and the pre-production for a lot of posts, which is what I work in. So I'm sorry to say I'm not a writer, but I do have writer friends. We are continuing to work because we have everything that we need. However, in post, sometimes you need the talent to come in and re-record their lines for ADR. And we can't really have that happen in a sense of writing new lines for them or kind of fixing up other lines for them. So, you know, it it does impact everyone. Definitely impacts pre-production and production for sure. Definitely. And uh, I hope it's okay for me to say this, but you're living in LA right now. So you're at like, yeah, you're like at the epicenter of all this. So what have you been seeing so far? Like pickets, strikes? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually live like very close to Warner Brothers. I can literally walk to the lot. And I've seen a lot of people picketing outside of Warner Brothers, outside of Disney, Disney Animation, Sony, which is in Culver City, but you can see it on social media that there are just people picketing. There were there were literally news vans like because they were getting ready for the contract to see what was going to happen, if the strike was going to happen or not. So that like day before, if there was an agreement to be made, there were like news vans sitting there. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like this is actually happening. But I've seen a lot of picketers at Netflix in Hollywood. They have gotten a lot of actors and they had Coldplay. They came and played in front of Netflix in solidarity of the writers. So there's a lot of honking as well. (laughs) And I think it's really sweet as rough as this has been for the writers. There are like shifts that they take, but also people will come in and they'll bring them some food. They'll bring them some water, donuts, goodies, whatever that may be. So everyone's like in this together for sure. Except for the streaming and some of the studios. But besides that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's get into the streaming aspect and everything else that's going on. Uh, So Leia, since you're at the epicenter, do you just want to briefly explain what happened? Like what led to this uh, WGA strike? Yeah. So every three years, all the guilds from producers to writers and directors and crew, they need their contracts to be renewed. However, with the streaming services and AI and compensation, it's been a little tricky because the writers are striking against these streaming services and the studios as well in terms of being like we need a couple of things which we'll list but i'll kind of briefly touch on them which is like job security so that like ai can't get take their jobs away compensation better work environment and so the last writer's strike actually happened in 2007 and that lasted 103 days 
for this one, they're predicting 110 days. So we'll see how that happens, how that goes. But basically, all the film and TV um, scripted stuff has just come to a halt. It's a little tricky as well because all these streaming services that are being made and created, which is amazing that you can see all your favorite TV shows and movies on like a platform, they're making a lot of money. And they have bundles as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing that like Verizon, I was just looking at an ad and it's like, oh, you can get Verizon and you'll get Disney and Hulu and ESPN. It's like they're making all this money, but they don't want to share. So that's really what's happening right now is the writers are just like, I'm fed up. They feel like they can be replaced in an instant, which is sad because in production, a lot of people fear for their jobs when they might speak out and like get immediately replaced because they don't like one thing. Because there's someone who will always want the other person's job who they can take right like that. So that's kind of what's been happening as of right now with the WGA. Yes. uh, Ever since streaming took off, you know, uh, there have been many issues like writers not getting residuals from streaming profits and also just turning writers into gig writers rather than as staff Mm -hmm. writers. And also uh, AI has just taken off like all of a sudden this year. And so all this has kind of snowballed into this writer's strike that happened because the WGA uh, tried to negotiate with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, or AMPTP, kind of to go over all the stuff. And negotiations basically broke down. So they approved a strike on May 2nd. And as of right now, it's been going on for 11 days now. Exactly. And, you know, I when I was on the picket line and I was speaking to some writers, you know, a lot of them were like, AI is cool. I think the concept is really cool, but AI is not human. It cannot feel an emotion, project an emotion as clearly as humans can do. And so that's the biggest thing as well. Like you said, the gig, just being gig writers and people are saying, my boss is even saying like, oh, well, like the people in like producers want like three people writer rooms. Like if you're creating a series with like 15 doesn't even matter, like, however big, however many episodes a season has or movie or whatever it may be, you need more than three mm-hmm. writers. Like, it is such a creative room where, you know, you need the creativity, you need to have kind of like the image to help be formed by everyone. Like, three writers, that's not enough. No. You know, on Kung Fu, we had, I'd say maybe like 15 Give or take, I I didn't interact with the writers too much, but we had a lot and they were really, really like amazing. They were all sweet. All of the the episodes that they wrote were incredible. I literally rave about the show, not because I worked on it, but because they did a good job. And, you know, with this pilot, we had a, we had a couple of writers as well. Sometimes I have trouble with like writing things out. And so you may look to your friends to be like, you know, have you experienced it and how would you put it into your words and how would you make it really hit home? And just like, it's, it's so important. And I think this is just a really like heartbreaking thing to see, especially while like working in production and understanding that what exactly is being fought for as well as, okay, when you work for a company, sometimes you'll you want you want a living wage like you mm-hmm. said, you want a pension plan you want health funds you want to be secure and feel secure in your job but with all this happening it's very very hard to feel like that at the current moment exactly i read an anecdote from somebody who was a writer on the bear and 
the bear was a massive hit on Hulu. Like it exploded in popularity. Like my at my office, that was all that people are talking about. But uh, the writer, he had a negative balance and he had to Whoa. buy his, Yeah, he had to buy a suit on credit when he was attending an award show. And he yes, was, I heard that. And he was also on Medicaid, despite being a writer on such a hugely uh, popular show like The Bear. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I heard that. And, you know, I think also with the picketing, a lot of writers, you know, there's a little blank space or not little, but there's a blank space where they can write whatever they want. And I saw someone on their sign said, I work for a studio, but I can't make I can't pay for my studio rent. It's crazy. Also, like California is very expensive nonetheless. But the fact that, if, like you said, if you're working for these big time shows, big time movies, and you're not getting the compensation that you deserve, then there's something that's wrong. You know, then then it needs to be fixed. I also saw another sign where, you know, the graph and the kind of mess around, find out kind of graph. Yeah. I saw someone with that. I saw someone with a, like a reference to like a Rick and Morty kind of uh, <laughs> sign. So I was like, people, writers now and writers that want, people that want to become writers, they're trying to get their safety. That's the biggest thing about this because right now they feel super threatened with AI, which is a scary thing. Like I've just touched a little bit on AI and I don't plan to do anything with AI in that sense, but they just want security. I think my favorite picket sign was give us fair pay or we will spoil succession. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you never know as well, like who, who works for what show and a lot of the, you know, I've seen a lot of actors. I saw Tom Ellis who was in like Lucifer. He said on his sign, I'm an actor and I literally don't know what to say, which is true. You know, everything in production cannot be done without one another you know writers help create it camera sound post directors whatever it all is like a teamwork and to not have just even one bit even a pa the other people can do the job but it makes it a lot more easier if you have everyone on your side just trying to create something really really special and you know yeah <laughs> you know but you, you get what i'm saying yeah i get what you're saying it's like all these successful shows wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for these very talented writers. And so yeah. they should be paid accordingly for that. Exactly. And some of the like people that you see on like shows that are like literally actors are also writers. There are shows that we have in like our list here, Vedan, that are getting hit by this writer strike. And that is, like I said, everything scripted. The late night shows um, have now started to rerun their shows. And it's really sweet because Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, they're all standing in solidarity with the writers. And sometimes you'll even see them on the picket line with other writers and, you know, SNL. You know, people are like, there was one really interesting tweet that I saw. I was going to reply, but they kind of had their notifications a little different and they said oh well i can just come in and write this i'm like yeah you you could come in and write it but a you're a scab worker b you're gonna get mm -hmm. blacklisted and c everyone's gonna hate you and to kind of say that you do that and take someone else's job because you can because they don't because the other person can't work you know it's like really petty 
And so Mm -hmm. don't be a scab. That's the thing. Don't be a scab. Yeah, I think we should just explain what scabbing is. So it's basically when somebody does writing, revising, pitching, or discussing future projects with companies during the writer's strike, because you're kind of going against the WGA. Yeah. uh, I mean, it doesn't even need to be a writer scab. It could be a camera. It could be be someone from another union, IOTSE. So another big thing is that if a writer is found out, if anyone has kind of found out who's in a union that they're working when they shouldn't be working, you will get fined, you will get blacklisted, and that will not be fun as well. So there are a lot of like, you know, it's great to be in a union because it protects you, but you don't want to go against whatever the union rules are, especially during a strike. No. And uh, during the last strike of 2007, uh, a dozen members were you know, brought to trial for strike breaking. They basically were scabs and three of them were found guilty of it, of scabbing. Wow. I had no idea about that. I mean, I understand people may try and catch their break when they can, but that's got to be smarter than that. And you got to show your support in whatever union, even if you're not a union, which there's no post union. So, but I'm still going out to pick it when I can and, it's yeah, that's really that's really frustrating and like heartbreaking to hear. Like that's just upsetting, honestly. Hopefully there will be no scabs throughout this strike or any other future strike that happens. And if you are, then you're on the blacklist. Congrats, you've made it so everyone kind of doesn't like you. So another really interesting thing that I heard was online. I heard it from a little video off of the Today Show. And there was a reporter that said the way that streaming companies pay their talent is very much different than the way the old school television companies paid their actors and their writers have sort of been left behind throughout you know, and this is me now saying that throughout the streaming and throughout the the way that television and movies have all kind of evolved, you know, like everyone seems to kind of be rising a little bit in fair ways and other divisions seem to be left behind. And so now we see that with the writer strike and the stuff that they're trying to fight against is now what the WG is, what the SAG and the DGA, those are some of the topics that they're also trying to fight for as well because they're going to start talking about their contracts soon because their contracts expire in june so that's very very like close around the corner so you know everyone is trying to help everyone that the best they can and you know sometimes it's hard to be the first hit in a sense Mm -hmm. um but you know they're they're gonna get through it and i just believe that like both sides will hopefully come to an agreement that just makes it fair And so what do you think the ramifications could be of this strike, either now or afterwards? I mean, right now, since, you know, nothing is being written, a lot of reality TV and unscripted is going to pop up. So for those of you that like reality and unscripted, well, here you go. It's you're going to rise. But a lot of, you know, uh, people in scripted television and movies, it's going to be really rough on their end. And, uh, you know, I think now that with technology evolving, that Maybe I see that maybe a couple of studios might be looking into AI, which would be really crappy and really upsetting because they think that people are so replaceable in an instant when they're not. But I mean, I I just I'm going to say, like, I hope you like reality and unscripted. 
That's the biggest thing. I really hope you do because we're going to see a lot of that. We're going to see a lot of reruns as well. So I really hope you like, uh, you know, your late night show reruns and um, just kind of show support for the writers because that'll it'll help speed up everything. And oh, what was really cool is that I heard that like Joe Biden had kind of addressed this and, you know, because of because of all these other unions that are going to come to their uh, their contracts ending you know he wants to kind of expedite the process because sometimes things just stay in limbo for so long so hopefully that hopefully that can help everyone mm-hmm. yeah i like how you mentioned uh the directors guilds too because this is a recurring problem since streaming like i remember the iatsi strike that almost happened two years ago and very similar issues like higher pay from streaming. And I remember that put the industry on edge two years ago when that almost happened. Do you remember that? Yeah, I was working at the time and uh, I was in the office and I was, I didn't really know kind of when I entered production, I didn't really know much about unions. I kind of knew that they existed, but I didn't know a lot as I do now. Even now I'm still learning, but when the IOPSI strike was going to happen, I, I was learning that editors were going to stop, camera people were going to stop, uh, lighting, gaffers, grips, like everything within the making of that was going to stop. And that's really, really scary as well. But luckily, they were able to come to terms with a deal and fair side in that sense. And literally the day that the contract's going to expire, they like they came to a deal. That was incredible. I was very scared, though. I've had a couple of uh, scares in my job. I'm not going to lie. And <laughs> now that I'm working on a pilot, it's it's a scare for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And you also mentioned AI. And I know some production studios that will use AI to decide uh, to help decide which shows and movies they should green light or I heard about that. I read an article about that uh, like three years ago in 2020, and I've heard whispers of that happening again, that they might use AI to dis- help decide what they should green light and which actors they should hire. And I don't like that idea. I don't like that idea either. I think that's that's the problem with AI is as smart and intelligent as it is. It's not human. It wouldn't be able to kind of find any of the emotion. I feel that you're trying to portray in whatever you're creating. I also just think that's a really pity way about going about it. I think honestly, like just to have a machine, you know, I had also been reading that like AI has been coming up with pitches as well. What? Yeah. I had, I forgot exactly where I heard it recently that like people are using AI to start like pitching as well, which I, like I said, this world is so crazy. Technology is so crazy. And AI is just, it's honestly a threat to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. to a lot of people and that's really really sad honestly yeah. and i mean ai isn't going away we just have to you know come to an agreement what are the parameters for ai where is it helpful where is it detrimental we this isn't going away we need to take care of it now while we're on strike too we've literally only touched the surface of ai if you think about it though and that's the really really scary part about it is like we've just kind of learned like more so about it and there's a ton more to uncover. But I mean, if people want to like go online, you know, you can look at the WJ, the WJ, 
GA contract 2023. You can look online on just, you know, I'm sure BuzzFeed has some stuff about it, but it's trending. It's going to be here for a while. I know these studios and especially the streaming services are not going to bend that easily. I think it's just important that if you want to enter an industry like this, that you know what's what's coming. Exactly. And uh, if anyone listening is interested, John Oliver did a fantastic episode a few months ago about artificial intelligence. He doesn't exactly go into like TV and movie and what it does for that, but he does go into it a lot uh, and how, you know, like art, like there are AI software that generate arts too and there are a lot of Mm -hmm. concerns with that too like copyrights like who owns the copyright is this you know is it immoral to use ai versus genuinely person drawn because you don't have the emotions ai it's going to give problems to a lot of marginalized groups too because you know ai is going to green light things that have worked previously and what worked previously didn't involve marginalized groups and stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's just like, this is a really scary time and people, the studios need to realize that like, you're never going to have those human emotion experiences. If you, if it just comes from a machine, a lot of jobs can be taken by AI, but it shouldn't be used against people. You know, I understand maybe studios may see it working with people, but it's more so Mm -hmm. doing harm to people. And I think it will continue to do harm to people. And they just need to get everyone just needs to like studio streaming services. They just need to get their stuff together and they need to realize that they wouldn't be where they are right now if it weren't for the writers because they were the ones that created the content and had it produced and gave it to you guys and you guys are just kind of the people that are putting it out here so they seriously need to get compensated for what they've created for the amazing shows and movies and productions that they've created and there just needs to be some hot recognition with it exactly i 100 percent agree with you on that and so uh, I feel like we covered pretty much everything that we wanted to discuss. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I um, I apologize. I wasn't able to get another writer friend uh, on here. A lot of my writer friends are kind of busy picketing right now, of course. And just if you're listening, you know, just hopefully you're in solidarity with the writers and we'll get through this. But that being said, enjoy your unscripted <laughs> in reality. But definitely check out how you can, you know, help out the writers. And I'm sure they would love that. There are a ton of resources that you can look into. Exactly. Um, And again, we don't know right now how long this is going to last because streaming services, they have like hundreds of titles already. So I don't know how big of a rush they are in to get new shows out, get new movies out, because they have such a backlog on their streaming platforms. So... And I've heard that it might continue into the fall, like worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, so it'll take longer than the 2007 strike, uh, probably. But, you know, everybody is understandably on edge. We just need to take a breather and come to an agreement between mm-hmm. the WGA and the AMPTP uh, to ensure job security, um, whether it be, you know, financial, uh, medical with insurance, pension plan, all that. And also just a ironed out plan about how AI is going to help us rather than hurt us. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I 100% agree. But, you know, hopefully the strike will not last 110 days. But we'll just have to all work together through this. And, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see. Knock on wood. <laughs> I can't hear anything. <laughs> but, yeah, I know you did that. I saw, I saw that. <laughs> but... You know, thank you, Vedant, for having me on. And I'm sorry if I'm not super, super information, have a ton of information about this, but this is kind of what I've been hearing from friends and from like reading online. But like I said to the listeners, feel free to check out any of the websites, feel free to support the writers and uh, and we'll get through this. We will get through this. Uh, thank you for being on here, Leah. Thank you. And that's all for today's episode of Let's Talk Media. Feel free to rate and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you may get your podcast. Thank you for listening.